morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. My name is Sean. This is Alex. And you're listening to another episode of Coaster Kings Radio. Today we'll be talking about one of our newest parks we visited. A new fave. That's Six Flags Great America in uh, Illinois, Gurney, Illinois, um, really close to... Chicago and Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, a city that people from Europe would be like, what's that? And we stayed in a hotel in Waukegan. Waukegan. And we saw my BFF Keegan. In Waukegan. From, co- from college. So we saw Close to Milwaukee. Keegan in, in Waukegan. It all kind of add up. Anyway, what we're going to talk about today is um, this kind of... What is the title you came up with? This part really was like really high on your American Parks bucket list for a long time. It was like the last major, major thing I had major. And like I hadn't been in 10 years. So like there were expectations um good and bad and you know middle ground and we wanted to talk about like the 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 setup for this is i wanted to talk to sean about his analysis of the park based on where his expectations were for everything in this park especially when you consider like how much you've done as an enthusiast and the places that you've traveled by the time you finally got to six flags great america which is a park that everyone in the midwest goes to usually pretty early in their uh, roller coaster enthusiast careers, so yeah. So I guess today we'll be kind of in doing interview style, a little mm-hmm. different than usual, yeah. where we're gonna find out what was my expectation and what did I like, what did I not like, that sort of thing. Um, before wanna... we do that, a quick shout out to um, some new articles on thecoasterkings.com. Of course, there is the uh, the ride to happiness by Tomorrowland article that Sven has created, the newest Mac Extreme spinner located at Plops Long Lapana. So amazing. Uh, we're actually gonna write that. By the time you hear this, maybe like next week, um, we're not really sure when we're launching this because not yeah. as time sensitive. But also go to the website and check out the uh, sorry the Six Flags Great America article that's gonna have, kind of talk about what we talk about today, but in more detail. And of course, our newest Six Flags Parks ranked article, which ranks while well, you figured it out all Six Flags Parks. Yeah. So that's all fifteen regular traditional Six Flags Parks. Um, not including water tiers. parks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, we're doing that, and of course, there'll be lots and lots of new content coming, especially after our uh, our little Europe trip. It's going to be a quick one, but we're trying to hit like eight or nine parks. It's going to be pretty crazy. So we're looking forward to that. We just got our we're tickets. We're flying confirmed instead of standby. having standby, which feels like when you're all my airline peeps know that like using confirmed airfare that your company has gifted you is like it's a real treat. Like it's a real privilege. And we weren't sure we were going to use it um, because we had you know we had the opportunity to use it later in life as well. But we figured with the pandemic and not having been out in a minute and flights being kind of uncertain trying to and having to the get tested, the testing, and there's like a lot of things you got to get done. And we have like appointments set up in France to get tested on the way back to get back to the United States. So to do that, we uh, yeah. were actually flying now confirmed, has so. never been the better time than to fly confirmed. And I, I, like, it's been a hard 18 months. Like, I think we deserve it. The fun thing Everyone is that um, it. right as the pandemic kind of like took off in the West, um, took off like it's a good thing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we went to Disneyland Paris, Paris. like late, late February, February of 2020. 20, we were there February 29th, my five-year work anniversary. And um, Italy had already four shut year, down, <laughs> and then the UK shut down all schools, and our family was like, what the hell are you doing overseas? And yeah. we're like, well, this is sort of my hometown, so like, I'm not really yeah. that concerned about it. If I'm going to get stuck here, I'm, at, least, you know, at least I'm in Europe. Yeah, says the guy with the European passport. Um, <laughs> and that was the last thing we did, and we flew back, and then you know the Disney Park shut the shortly after, really and that was that. And so what we're going to do to kind of celebrate... 
our first return back internationally we're is going, we're going to go to Disneyland Paris. We're coming full circle. First thing Disneyland we're doing Paris. is we're going to like land this plane, yeah. we're going to hop off, and then we're going to go straight into the train to Disneyland Paris. The last thing we did internationally was ride Hyperspace Mountain, so that will be the first thing that we do internationally. Hopefully, if Hopefully. it's not finicky. If, it's, if, it, if it decides to cooperate. If it decides to, uh, you, just you know. never know. If there, if there happens to be a Star Destroyer in Ninja Coon, then yeah. you know, we're in luck. But, we're going to find out. All right. Uh, without further ado, let's uh, jump into today's topic. Okay, so the, what, the reason... One of the fun things about approaching this park in sort of, like, a methodical way like this instead of... Because, like, we could go through it the way that we do when we talk about how we actually... How our day went. But I think for this... That was a lot of, like, running around, I guess. Yeah. For us, it was... was, We had two days, and they were awesome, and we rode lots of rides. We'd budgeted so much time just in case, like, Max Force was difficult or operations were bad. And actually, Max Force was consistent. Operations were wonderful. We never waited more than half an hour for literally anything. We didn't need to buy Fastlane. Like, we did... It was or Flash Pass. Liter- yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. It was literally so um, idyllic. And so even though we had, like, conquered the park by day one, day two was just, like, so relaxing and so cathartic. And I was, like... Another nice thing is that um, as a um, VIP Diamond Elite Six Flags mm. pass holder, because mm-hmm. I are member, because I decided to like not deal with like trying to not pay my pass for a year because the oh yeah we pandemic, did we got bonus we like, got like passes. four total flash passes per day, which is nice yeah just for existing. Also on day one we had Ian with us. We finally met. Our beloved Ian correspondent. You Coaster may know King. him from the miniseries the of miniseries, Minnesota's, which we'll make a return at one point, yeah. but not yet. He's our, our one of our West Coast historians. Um, as huge fans of California's Great America, all three of us uh, from different eras calling California's Great America uh, a home park of sorts. And this was our... F- this was yours and Ian's first visit to Six Flags Great America and my first visit in 10 years. And so we just were like... Fanboying. Fanboying. Like analyzing to the death. It was like... In the similarities. Like, we were just talking... God, if anyone had recorded us for those 12 hours, it would have been the nerdiest recording We were just talking recording nonstop. Ever. Yeah. Like, it was constant chatter about similarities and, like, the Marriott Which is also, I think, why we're not really going to do, like, a California Great America versus Six Flags Great America thing here. Because we've already because, talked about yeah, it so it, much. It, really, it's like... Yeah, you asked me earlier today, like, which one would I choose? And honestly... I keep asking that question because my answer is not clear. I pick both because they're (laughs) so different. Like, I don't think it's obvious one way or the other because you go to different parts for for different reasons. You go to these parks for different reasons. These parks are... Unlock different parts of my heart in different ways. Wow, that's so deep. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the way we wanted to go through this episode is because we think the park is so clever with its whole, like, layout. I think we just should go clockwise... Uh, starting <laughs> so instead of hot or not we're gonna be yeah. like expectation, expectation met or well, not yeah. met expectation versus reality cool let's start yeah. with the first ride and we're gonna start with the roller coaster and it actually works out perfectly because the ride that we cared about the least is up first um, and the ride that I think I was I think anyone that, I think anyone that knows the map knows yeah. what the first ride is yeah well because it can be the other one yeah so okay. yeah, we're we're finishing with Max Force because that and was we're the starting one. with Superman. We're starting with Superman because Max Force was super high expectations and very much curiosity, and Superman was like, "If we miss it, we miss it." And we ended up using one of our exit passes to get the credit, and I'm really glad we did because Superman. Oh yeah, um, one of our flash passes. Pretty yeah. much just runs with one train because it takes too long to dispatch, and like people are sitting in the break run like getting neck cramps and stuff, and I think that's just how that's they're like, loan thing. doing it company wide. But yeah, so. Um, 
What were your expectations for Superman Ultimate Flight? Well, again, this is the third one. My expectations were literally like the other two. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, they're not terrible rides, but they don't really stand out. I definitely much prefer the Vekoma Flying Dutchman, generally speaking. Oh, yeah. I guess coming from Vekoma fan, I think layout-wise, they just do some. They, they, they just do more. It's Batwing for me. Um, so my expectations were that it's going to be like the one of Good Adventure, yeah, yeah. really. And then uh, how was the ride? Ride itself, I would say maybe below Georgia because it doesn't have the tunnel and, like, the hillside. Yeah. But above Great Adventure because, unlike Great Adventure, where it's honestly just on a flat piece of grass. Yeah. There was actually trees. The, the landscaping was nice. Was um, the way entrance better. to the ride is yeah. kind of cool. Like, it has a nice presence it in the shopping lot. It does have a nice plot. presence. Um, so, I mean, again, it, this is, like, the one ride I really couldn't give a flying shit around. Like, really? Like, no pun can. intended. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a flying fuck about Superman. Yeah, so pretty much, <laughs> it was a one and done. For me, I like... Just waiting, like, three, four trains using Flash Pass is already, like, agonizing. Yeah. Um, so that is probably going to be the most negative ride experience I've had, even though yeah. there was nothing wrong with it. It was just not... It yeah, was, I would say that, like, thing, I, guess. Uh, I was horrified at the length of the line and looking at... The how, line was at least two hours. And then when we went the next morning and we started in that corner of the park and we saw the enormous line of people... Um, waiting to rope drop that ride. I'm like, wow, there's a culture surrounding this ride. Well, people know it's going to be the long People know that that's, it's the crush's coaster of this park. It's like people... Well, what was surprising <laughs> to me is that they were giving flash pass to... Uh, to the fact it. that we were able to use Because they rotate pass. flash pass daily depending yeah. on how busy it is and what rides are running how many trains. And somehow they were giving it to, to Superman. Even and I'm pretty confident Superman should have, like... Not had it available. Yeah, the fact that, like, but I'll take it. You know, the line for, the for Max Force was longer than Superman. That's how crazy... Or the, for Max shorter. Force was shorter. Superman had the longest... Maybe not the, necessarily the longest physical line, but certainly Even the longest physically, duration. physically, I think it was the longest but line But physically, there. certainly. It was long. Um, but yeah, I guess for me, it was like... It was nice to see how the trees had grown in. When I wrote it, the ride was 10 years old. Now it's almost 20 years old. And so the landscaping has grown in. It was way nicer than I remember. But then it, it was like, yeah, it was... It was pure incident that we wrote it, and so we, we went, we came, we saw, we got the credit, we left. Bye. Um, more importantly, um, Condor, which sits in front of Superman, was taunting us on first day, day one. First day it wasn't running. Second day it literally and then was. And our second day, which, is our, which was our first wedding anniversary, um, Condor graced us with its presence. Did a heckin' it was our, wake up for yeah, us. Yeah, it was our, uh, we like to think it was our little first wedding anniversary present was we got to ride Condor. Um, Which is the fifth country of condors for me. Yeah. You've ridden condors in, in Hong Kong, Japan, Netherlands, Netherlands Canada, and US. United States. That's not wild. And I've ridden, I haven't ridden oh. one in the Netherlands because I have not. Is that your condor impression? It is my condor I still impression. need to ride the one at Saharan. Saharan. But maybe, maybe I rode the condor, I rode the condor at Belantis. I'm at this point the kind of guy who would I, really go to Saharan. And I rode just one in... Uh, Hungary, so we ha- are there any in Belgium? I don't think so. That'd be cute. Yeah, that would be cute. Belavarda would be a place. Oh, in Mexico, I wrote the one in Mexico that um, Indiana Beach now has. Um, so hopefully, Gene Stapleton. Uh, I don't know if we're, he's setting. He's not necessarily setting up all of his acquisitions in Indiana Beach now that he owns three parks. Oh, true. He says he might send the shuttle loop to uh, to uh, Clementon. Oh, okay, Clementon. Okay. So who knows where that that um, condor will materialize? But either way, it, it, I think it's in good hands. Um, but yeah, so the condor met your expectations. It sure did. Maybe not the most thrilling ride. Cycle I mean, in every the time world. I ride one, it gets smaller. Yeah, especially when we were talking like about American regional parks. Yeah, 
where American regional parks just have the average largest coasters in the world. They're mm-hmm. always massive coasters next to like condors, which as a kid I believe condors yeah. are big, big shit. But I yeah. guess you know the the, yeah, the, the more I travel, get, the smaller they get. In when my you head. grow up with condors, the older you get, the smaller they seem to get. I always remember condors as being like giant observation tower type rides, but they're really only like fifty feet. They're yeah, like they're really not. That they're big. like a standard like vertical, like a traveling vertical swing ride height. Um, but yeah, we, that was so amazing that it opened for us. I really that's our favorite flat. That's my favorite flat. I'm that's pretty sure it's yours too. too. Yeah. Um, so that was amazing. Um, the Dark Knight, which is a lovely little compliment to Superman. Um, you have ridden the Dark Knight at Six Flags Great Adventure first. Yes. Um, so based on those rides, uh, and based on like uh, another indoor, heavily themed indoor wild mouse experience that we had uh, a couple weeks ago with Exterminator uh, at Kennywood, what were your expectations uh, for this particular Dark Knight coaster? So like clones, it's gonna go back just to like Great Adventure. I'm like, well, it's mm-hmm. gonna be like Great Adventures. I liked it better because they took the old theater yeah. and used it as queue, which I would never want to wait in that because that's way yeah. too much queue for theater, me. But, theater Royale. Um, so that was cool. And then um, the ride itself, it was well-maintained, ran well, all the effects are working. It was running They're, fast. It was not trimmed. Overall, these are really good rides. I, I wish more cigarette sparks had it. I always say Magic Mountain needs one. Magic Mountain because would have made I would use. love an indoor coaster at Magic Mountain yeah. and like uh, something like the Dark Knight. Yeah, we talked tucked about away that next our, to Batman um, would be a great in fit. our like new links when we were talking about like what could possibly benefit Magic Mountain, something that they don't already have. And it's like, well, yeah, if, if they could find a, a useful place to put a show building, like some, maybe somewhere like over by Scream and Batman. You know, drop, drop a drop a Dark Knight coaster in there. So yeah, um, I like yeah, it a lot. We wrote it. We, we wrote it, it. We liked it enough to write Guilty it again. Guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah I like it. We wrote it. it twice. I mean, yeah, we had a lot of time. We had hey, two we, days. We, we like rope dropped it one day. Yeah, that was, was actually the done. Uh, yeah, but I loved well, it. because we were we saw Condor testing. Oh we were yeah. Like, we wanted Let's to hang see around. if Condor was going to open with the park, so we wanted to be there, and that was how we got to see how crazy the line was for Superman at rope drop. But yeah, we had already we didn't bother with like rope dropping anything like substantial on day two we were just there to like enjoy the park in the wee hours of the morning and we made our way leisurely leisurely through uh orleans place and up through mardi gras which mardi gras is the only area of the park we didn't ride anything in that area because right now they only have two attractions Uh, Uh, mardi Mardi gras hangover was closed um which i probably we probably would have written oh and the balloons it's the balloon Uh, ride but rapids ride yeah i guess technically they have three rides but the rapids ride is more than closed it's like gone they've taken the signage down it looks like it hasn't been touched in like at least two years i think the app says that it's coming soon like, well i did see the, the boats wrapped like on the ride so i guess that maybe the rapids, they will be opening the rapids up, rides but... were wrapped yeah the wrapping of the rapids and then you have a beautiful compliment like i i don't know if they were really like this seems like a really clever thing for them to have done but the placement of the joker free spin which is the same Joker free spin that we have at all the others, except that this one is the border between the Mardi Gras area of the park and Yankee uh, Harbor. And Joker automatically has Mardi Gras colors, purple and green. So even though this ride isn't in the Mardi Gras section, I mean, they could have put it in there if they wanted to, but they used the old uh, East River crawler plot as like the entrance and overflow queue area. One thing I found smart about Joker is that they really played the two sides game very well here. It was the hashtag green side, hashtag purple side. And, like, they had custom signs for it. And yeah. they really made a point of making people ride twice so they could experience yeah. both sides. And obviously, like, their, their, their flipping is different. One side is, like, the Yankee Yankee Harbor side, and one side's the Mardi Gras side. I just think it's, like, for all of the free spins, this one really complements 
It fit um, in really nicely, especially located like touching Batman pretty much because yeah. it's so close. Yeah, the entrance it worked really well. Was probably dictated by its proximity to Batman because obviously they're a great complement together. But I just can't get over how clever the color component is for the Mardi Gras area. It's like even though it's not a Mardi Gras ride, it's definitely the focal point of the Mardi Gras section. Totally, um, and matches you know Mardi well, Gras. Yeah, because the midway. The approach it head on, yeah. and then you kind of have to circumnavigate it. And yeah, kudos to like the little covered bridge walkway that was the original entrance to um, Yankee Harbor from New Orleans. They they rescued it and moved it clear across the midway to accommodate um, the Joker coaster. This park takes oh, really good care of some of this like old like Marriott era infrastructure. They take the themed areas of the park very seriously. Even if the rides aren't necessarily explicitly themed to the area, all the signage, all of the like entryways and transitions between areas, all the signage is maintained and the little covered bridges and stuff and the shops and the arcades. Like, if there's an arcade in Yankee Harbor, like, you know it. You know that the sign says Yankee Harbor Arcade. Like, they really want people to be conscientious of the themed areas that we're in. Which Even is funny because there's a yeah. lot of bleeding there's in a the lot, park. Yeah. Like it's not it's not perfect. <laughs> but um, let's talk Joker. Yeah. Okay. Um, expectations. I, I was expecting a Joker like New England um, or Great Adventure, which I really don't care for the Six Flags Free Flies. I think they this are and Superman were the only major coasters best. that we only rode once because we've ridden. I some like of these. Batman at Fiesta Texas a lot. I really like Arashi at Nagashima's Palen. Yeah. But once you've been Arashi, everything feels feels so mild. And to the point where if it doesn't flip enough, you just kind of hang in your restraint and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. Having said <laughs> that, um, we rode Purple Side? Did we ride yeah, we side? did. Yeah. yeah, we went around. Um, yeah, I liked it. We were it was under better. Batman. We were admiring Batman's little infield. Um, it was better than I expected. We got a good ride on it. I would probably say I like it as much as the one in Fiesta, Texas. So it's middle, yeah. middle of the pack for me, but better than the other Jokers I've ridden. Yeah, solid. Um, got a solid ride on so it. So overall, yeah, I, I like the views of it. Um, it. It did enough flipping for me to not be hanging in my restraint half the time. And every time I ride one of those things, I do get kind of nervous because yeah. at the end of the day, they're pretty intense, and you never really know what's gonna, where they're going to flip like to. Unlike X2, I know exactly what's going to happen well, every second. True. Yeah, there's something more Like nothing, nothing freaks me out about like Ishinaika or Diamond yeah, because you just know. Because I know the layout, and I know yeah, what's going to happen. Anticipate but it's the free spins can. where, you know... You, no ride is really necessarily yeah. the same. So, and also the time of day that we rode it, we were it was pretty late in the day when we got um, yeah our we rode Batman. We got, order, so. we got our Joker credit because it was sort of one of those things. And like we had been up all day and we'd ridden all these rides. And Joker like wore me out. I guess based on like my energy level and, and how intense it was. Um, and then there's Batman. Batman the Ride, the OG Batman. Well, talk about how intense it was. So uh, expectations is were obviously high because, like, all Batman clones are, are good rides. You can really notice that this Batman is very tight, the OG. There is a little bit of, because it was so snugly fit in, on the midway here, yeah. it, you can really sense that it is a tighter layout. It was very prototype-y. It's not as tall, but, God, I don't think, my, my feet hurt on Batman yeah, clones. I don't think my feet has ever hurt that much on a Batman clone. It's 10 feet shorter. But yeah, the the squirreliness of this Batman is is beyond compare. I mean, compare it makes it just feels even tighter. And then makes, there's all the landscaping, yeah, natural the, landscaping. The landscaping. What they had to do to accommodate this ride layout. This is the only Batman clone where you really appreciate uh, why the layout exists. Because even though the other Batmans <laughs> make great use of the space that they have, I mean, this thing. Even though some of the rides, like the Cajun Cliffhanger, Chance Rotor, for example, which 
were part of what dictated the rides layout. Even though some of these rides aren't there anymore, it's proximity to newer rides like the Whirly Gig. Well, I guess the Whirly Gig's not new, but they relocated the Whirly Gig to accommodate V2. That's their their uh, zero wave swinger ride. It's right there in front of the Batman, and uh, you've got Joker right there. You've got the um, the center, the alleyway, the center artery for the park on the other side. I mean, this thing is jammed in there, and clearances you get with the water. Uh, and the tree line and stuff on in the back the back side of Batman is just like it's incredible it really it really is like the strongest of the Batman coasters I think because of the water and plant foliage on the on the back half yeah me. I think the funniest thing was that in the station they were playing a animation of uh, Batman yeah. Dark Knight as Sigler's in England which yeah. is not an invert it's a Florida's coaster it was a weird vibe but and it's like the animation from 2001 you know it's so like it's rocky but um old, yeah one thing I thought was really funny is that it doesn't use the wheel covers, even though they're literally laid out on yeah. the transfer track. Um, so it was awfully quiet for a Batman. You know how the Batman's like, whenever you have an invert, especially yeah. an old B&M invert, the roar of like the sound resonating in the wheel covers, because yeah. it's a big hollow wheel cover, yeah. it's always like wildly roaring, especially like I always have Magic Mountain in my head. But this one was really quiet. Like you couldn't really hear yeah. it from across the park. I mean, Magic Mountain, you can hear it when you're literally two areas away. Yeah. Kind of like Riddler, you know, they're, they're just loud I wonder rides. if this one is filled, like if they filled this one with sand. But it, this is the first prototype. Like Why would first it do that? Batman. Well, yeah, I guess I don't know. Cause I just feel like the wheel cover like is not being on there. It just sounded it sounded a lot more smooth. Yeah. Great ride. Um, almost too much for me to ride several it, times the in intense, a row. Again, the time of day that we wrote it, when we wrote it the first time, the intensity factor was crazy. I felt like my feet were being ripped off. Like, like the Batman does. a pool does. of blood at the bottom of my feet. I mean, speak of intense inverts, right next door we got V2. Yeah, Yankee Harbor is where it's at if you want inverted coasters that are going to, like... Drip your feet off. Yeah, rip your feet off. Um, expectations for V2. I expected V2 to feel... I mean, again, we're talking prototype, prototype, prototype here. I mean, there's, we haven't had a unique layout yet, but um, V2, I was expecting it to just kind of feel like still Venom. Um, Nothing special in particular. I knew the holding brake wasn't there. Yeah. One thing that did amaze me is the way it really sat on the midway. It is so snugly in there. Like, it is part of the area. It's like, it, it, it is the area. Yeah. Um, it is. It, the cool thing about these is that the towers are 200 feet tall, and they really stick out. Like, it's yeah. really obvious that it just hovers over the midway. And like any of them, I, I like the impulse coasters. I like, especially on the ones that only have one twisting spike i yeah. like sitting in the front and seeing the whole twisting thing yeah actually getting going you know between the elements yeah, it's they're, they're it's sharp like when we ride wicked twister we always sit in the back to take advantage of the spiraling the reverse spike. spike and but we, then we usually we ride it like once if ever so the, on these uh impulse coasters we take advantage of riding in the front seat because the back seat doesn't really do a whole lot without the holding brake these days I mean, it ran, a, it ran a little rough, but overall, I'm a big fan of these yeah. coasters. I think there's nothing more entertaining than yeah. how sharp the incline is. Oh, yeah, the force. Uh, and how forceful it is. The and then, entry. like, just seeing the track rotate and looking to the yeah. side and seeing how, how high up you are. I, I, I like those rides. The, and um, this is no exception. development of the current generation of impulse coasters, like the one at, um, what is it? Is that a Sunak Park? Sunak? Um, yeah, it's a Sunak Chongqing. Yeah. yeah. They're uh, twist double, like, they're... Twin dragon, twin, yeah, flying twin dragon, something, something like, like that. that. They're they're like basically it's a wicked twister clone. That's that's what but it's a little more optimized. As, but it's like it's amazing. It really shows when you compare that ride to like V two. Um, th there's there was definitely forces and things that were engineered to be a little bit more smooth. Like the approaches into the 
twists and the way the twist gets tighter as you get up closer. Whereas with V2, I mean, they just hurl you right into the sharp little vertical incline, like, because that, they didn't know any better. That was, they were just doing it. They were just doing what they knew how to do. And um, I think the nice thing about it is, is that, uh, the twisting spike faces the water right and it's over the water. Yeah. Despite it really ruining the, the view that the, the <laughs> yeah. log flumes originally had, um, I did like kind of how it shot you away from the park yeah. versus towards the park, which I feel like the other ones... When I went in 2012, it was like the log flumes were practically invisible because of V2, but now, since Joker opened and they rerouted the midway to go to the left of Joker, you walk through into Yankee Harbor and you're greeted with this like lovely welcome of the elevated flume of... Uh, log jammer or a loggers run excuse me um and then the lower uh flume area for the yankee quipper so i feel like at least the flumes are now a focal point again to a degree just because of the way the midway has shifted sure um around the well, back yeah because you can see those. the yankee um yankee clippers like pre-lift and yeah. stuff they're there too yeah the yankee so. clipper the yankee clipper is the flume that's always closed like they always have one open when it's warm and it's usually loggers run they don't run yankee clipper unless it's like really busy but it kind of makes sense because loggers run is a lot more like that's a huge that's a that's a substantial bridge between major attractions if you didn't have loggers run open it would be no major rides between like v2 and, and goliath. goliath yeah whereas it, yankee clipper is surrounded by major rides on all sides like it's almost it's like engulfed yeah. in major stuff so like that's definitely one that eases the crowd like bulging especially in the era of having um joker in that area you've got joker and batman and v2 in the same plaza with uh yankee quipper so that's like a great one to have open when you're trying to ease the crowds but um expectations for loggers run well based on the california good america one i would expect it to be a little bit better Honestly, there wasn't much of a difference for me. It's not the best-maintained attraction. It's very obvious that it was designed to interact with Janky Clipper, and it... You went Janky Clipper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sure looked janky. Um, An accidental joke that was amazing. So, overall, I mean, it was wet, which is whatever. Yeah. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't impressed with it. I don't, I don't really care as much. I, it's yeah. not polished. The one in California in America, despite being routed through a water park underneath the non-existence of stealth, was still nicer than it was yeah. So Or Great America. See, for me, I, I just love that this... I mean, obviously, this has retained the original layout and, like, the original aesthetic because California's Great America, the, the layout was ch changed dramatically to accommodate stealth and then... Um, the water park grew around it. So by the time Great America and Santa Clara demolished their log flume, it really was quite a different ride than um, what the Santa Clara park has re retained. One of the biggest issues I had was like somewhere along the way, the Santa Clara one had those big um, trough extensions like in the elevated portions yeah, you where like, you couldn't really even see, see over it. Yeah. And that apparently was never an issue for Gurney because I feel like we were up there, you really appreciate the, um, the view. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so I, I feel like it I feel like it was the stronger of the two based on, considering we got a ride on um, the Santa Clara one the right year before, before. Yeah, it was no, like... It was the same year. Yeah, yeah, like they announced it would be closing in like a couple years. And I was a little disappointed in our ride because... As a kid, like, riding it with stealth in the mix was, was really cool. Like, I, that's how I... Re I barely remember... I remember riding Yankee Clipper, and then... But I feel like my early logjammer memories, like, pre-stealth logjammer memories, were replaced by post-stealth yeah. logjammer memories, which were super memorable, obviously. Um, but without stealth, it just seems... It was just weird, so... Even though normally I would be mad that they demolished the log flume, I think it was time. 
and having loggers run and Yankee Clipper and Great America for um, and, and Gurney and seeing that the rides are very well loved and maintained. Yankee Clipper was um, having maintenance performed on it. Like, it's definitely a ride that runs every year, even though it doesn't run every day. Um, and the logger, the log ride had a, had a line. People people were into it. This park no longer has uh, a shoot-the-shoot ride. It was replaced by X-Flight. They have a Max Splash Battle that I think was a failed experiment because it was one of the few rides that we saw that was closed. And I think... Uh, splash battles just aren't really catching on in the U.S. Dollywood's lasted 10 years. Funny, because Buccaneer Bay looks great. It looks great. And well, well, I think part of the reason it looks so good is because I don't think it's getting used as much. It doesn't have wear and tear. Because maybe it runs two... It's still in a really harsh climate when it Do comes you think to it like runs... Buildings. I bet it doesn't even run like two months out of the year. And then... So, it's like really, kind of out of place having like a pirate theme yeah. in like that park. But. So really, and, and now that the water park... They, is an admission, because it used to be included, but now they charge admission for the water park. It's like suddenly the Log Flume and the Yankee Clipper are like playing a very substantial role in this park. You've got the Rapids Ride that's like missing in action. We don't know what the future is for the Rapids Ride. Logger's Run is like wearing all of the water ride weight on its shoulders right now. So I think the park is really giving it its its it's due I'm also pretty credit. confident Yankee Clipper's going to open this year. It looked like yeah. it was ready to run. It looked like it had water they running had staff in the station when we were there. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that was probably going to open. I thought I was. Year. I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> they didn't open it for Fourth of July weekend. They got the train open, which is amazing. They had Condor open the day before, you know, so that was awesome. But I, I was, I wouldn't be surprised if they had Yankee Clipper running for like Labor Day weekend or um, some of these, you know, summer weekends where all the kids are out of school. Um, but we'll see. Next, uh, moving on, Goliath. 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 Um, expectations, right? The expectations for Goliath. Pretty I expect high, the right? Goliath to run about similar to to Lightning Rod um, <laughs> because of because of its size. I'm obviously not the biggest RMC person, but I do like the wooden coaster ones, and I like the, the trains that they run. Um, you know, with the older hardness style. Yeah. And I, I, I was expecting it, obviously, to be short, um, but, you know, short but sweet, which is kind of how I like my RMCs. I don't like them overly long because they can start getting painful after a minute. Yeah. So I really liked it. Expectations, were they exceeded? They were honestly probably just met. They were met, yeah. I, was, I mean, this doesn't mean I don't like the ride at all. Like, I really liked I it. It's in my top five and a part. I think but, you just had a very educated guess about how you'd feel about it, and it just goes to show... I think the thing I liked the most is that the elements that I was really excited for delivered, which is the overbank in the beginning of the ride, because there is no RMC with yeah. an overbank like that. They Nowadays, they either... If there's an, anything bank like that, it's going to be outward bank. Yeah. Um, so having, like, a giant overbank turn that's, like, 100 and, like, how much? 160 feet tall mm-hmm. um, was really cool. And then I really liked the dive loop because still Cyclax... Sorry, still um, Fun Spot Atlanta opens... Their RMC. It was so crazy because we, we were literally loop. riding it thinking uh, about how I was like, this news, is one yeah. of the best RMCs because it has a dive loop. And then we saw the news that Fun Spot Atlanta was building the first iron horse with a dive loop. And I'm like, oh my God, finally. The dive loop is finally. really good. It's like Head Chopper City up in there. And um, yeah, it's a it's beautiful good. ride. Every and of course, the wooden, the wooden RMCs have a lot of character. They every, have so much character. Just like Lightning Rod and Outlaw Run for me, it was like every moment of Goliath counts. And a parallel that Ian and I drew, like, as soon as we got off the ride, yeah. is this is their X2 in a way that you think about the layout where the station yeah. is so located kind of outside the ride plot, yeah. and then 
the ride does like a, a little like double a, out and back. Exactly, like a double out and back with like a paperclip, and then it ends on the opposite corner of the plot, so it cuts through. Yeah, the mi- the brake run. The middle dissects the middle like a diagonal line with the brake run and into the, and into the like final. The breaks. raven turns, the fan turns, like it's. There's, it was all very X two ish. Yeah, and uh, I, I really it's kind literally of appreciate that more. X two. So uh, wooden X two is what I would rate it, which yeah, it's it's, it's a That's good score. That's extremely high praise. And then um, speaking of woodies, yeah, we've got. Speaking of wooden coasters, and also speaking of um, X two kindreds, our next two rides. Well, yeah, we'll, we we'll have be American Eagle and X Flight. So American, American Eagle, Eagle expectations. Um, I expect it to be rough because big old wooden coasters are hard to maintain, and based on my experience with wooden coasters of a very large size, I don't know if I ever really like love them. Because they can just, they just, they often yeah. are not maintained the way they should be maintained. I mean, Racer th- doesn't run great at Kings Island. The herd yeah. is running better this year, but we haven't been back this year. And there, there's some good, I mean, like Racer 75 at Kings Dominion. Racer 75 was good, but it just, it was literally but just remodeled yeah, and renamed. It's, it's just, unless it's. Beast has been like destroying yeah. me if I'm not sitting in a, in a, in a middle seat. Yeah. Having said that, I liked, I liked um, American Eagle more than I thought I would. I still yeah. didn't love it. So it's not, it's not like in the top for me. It's probably a bottom half. Um, the layout is cool. I really enjoyed the giant helix, and I enjoyed how fast it it's really elegant. is. It is a really big ride. Like it is bigger than I expected. It's beautiful. Else is, everything else is kind of smaller that than I expected. That flood lighting for the first drop that we saw when we exit, like old school, like old school, sure. classy. So um, definitely, definitely can't appeal. miss ride. But yeah. when I have to talk about like, well, if I have five hours there and I have, you know, it's busy, then that's not what I'm going to wait in line for. The pacing I mean, for just, it was pretty God, good. Just getting to the ride is a freaking hike. It's kind of unfortunate all the trimming that they've had to do to like make the ride functional. It's one of those rides where you ride it and you're like, okay, this was amazing, but I bet it was killer on opening day. Totally. Because it trims you at the top of the helix, it trims you at the bottom of the helix, and then it trims you right before the last helix into the brake run. But having said that, it's like sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes you have to find that balance of like, well, you don't want to completely neuter the ride, but you need to be realistic and set boundaries for your maintenance team and for your budget and be like, how can we make this ride still enjoyable and pleasant and not completely obliterate our maintenance budget and ruin the trains and so on and so forth. So also they were only running one side. The good news is, is they were running the blue side, which is the red side, the red side, side. the red side, which is the good side. Um, (laughs) we'll have to catch blue side, um, on a return visit. But um, overall, yeah, just a, a neat ride. One that I think they're very proud of. People love to theorize if it'll be like RMC. I think that's just not going to happen. Not when you have Goliath literally right there. I don't think there's a need for it. It, it runs well enough for it to not be one. So. They would much more like, I think it would be much more likely that they got a single rail coaster from RMC than a Iron Horse. I can see that. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so yes, yeah, so after that... X-Flight. X-Flight. I don't think we... So for those who've been listening to a podcast for a while now and read our articles, people generally, I think, know that I like wing coasters. Yeah. Um, first, when I first got announced, I thought they were going to be fat and that they were just kind of gimmicky and, you know, they may be forceless. I love my wing coasters. What was your first wing coaster? Was it... Iron Dolly. Uh, um, Iron it? Dolly. Yeah. Iron Dolly. Yeah. Iron Dolly. Right. Yeah. It was Iron. Yeah. It was Wild Eagle. Wild Eagle. And then I took. And then we went and we ate Holiday World and we got. Um, yeah. Thunderbird. Gatekeeper. 
Then we have all the ones in Asia. But for us, it was the turning point was the going to Europe. China and riding the three major wing coasters on our China trip. And it was like, wait a minute, we love these. Especially yeah. Parrot Coaster. Like, Parrot yeah, Coaster. And Gatekeeper is great. And, and Gatekeeper is so, awesome. This was my last Phoenix US one. is fabulous. Yeah, Phoenix is Now awesome. we're like trying to catch all of the major. Now we want to hit every wing coaster in Europe. We want to get them all. Like, and all the Asian ones. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I always. Not have, every Asian one, at least every ride layout. Because there's some clones. Sure, but <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't hurt getting those. Right. But um, so what I was expecting was for it to be a, a good wing coaster, but based on its size, I was expecting it to be like lower end of the pack. Because we really love Wings of Glory at HB World, which. Similar size. Which I had already written X Flight, and I was like, oh, this is sort of like an evolution of. X flights layout. It has the same first two. Well, it has. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It has, it has the same first drop. <laughs> it has a loop, but then it has that same zero G, zero -G roll. roll and the Immelman. It's just and all it a little different a because um, Wings of Glory is much tighter. It, I, I wouldn't compare them besides size. Yeah. The layouts really aren't that and they have similar. Like the same, they have a similar paint job too. Yeah, okay, I mean, they're both are red. But I mean, for me, that's a lot for me. Okay, great. So, <laughs> getting to the actual reality of it, uh, much more impressive than I thought. One of my favorites. Right. I think when it comes to the intensity, this is probably the most intense wing coaster I've done. More intense than in Phoenix. And Phoenix is intense because it just yeah. throws a helix in the middle of the ride. Um, that final helix after the roll, incredibly satisfying. Yeah. It's really fast. Um, the actual ride itself, they did a good job trying to tell a story. Um, the queue is nicely manicured. There's landscaping. There's a, a several near-miss moments. Um, I think the ride flows very well. And the, that's, a hard, that's hard to get on a B&M wing coaster. There's always going to be moments where the train is wide and it has to sort of navigate under itself. Yeah. And I mean, even Gatekeeper has awkward moments where it kind of hangs sideways. Yeah. So like it kind of shifts, navigates. It's kind of weird to Yeah, Wild Eagle itself. is guilty of that in places. Almost all wing coasters are guilty of this, but it was odd how incredibly satisfying X-Flight's flow was. Like mm -hmm. The entire ride was just flowing the entire time, including that roll. It's a con continuous roll from like through yeah, three it elements. Yeah, the fan turn the and roll. then the roll and then it enters the helix and it's like one continuous roll. It's like, like the entire so thing. fluid. Really, really great. Um, Love the so ride's aesthetic. It reminded us of X two. The color scheme, the kind of like government secret government facility slash kind of vibe. mechanics vibe. Um, yeah, it was overall obviously really the, the way the station is situated with like the double loading and the. Like it just has a really has a really nice presence, and all of them obviously have the signature slow roll because yeah. do you really have a wing coast if you don't have a signature slow roll? Oh, I'm Dollywood. Dollywood. <laughs> um, but I think this is one of my favorite slow rolls because it just crossed the entire ride path. There was a lot of near miss stuff. Yeah, a lot to look at. Really satisfying off ride. It's the only one you can get really close to. It has great presence because all the other ones, yeah, they have to slow roll, but you're always kind of far away from yeah. it. It's more of like an on ride experience. Yeah, even Gatekeeper, the the slower roll on Gatekeeper is not. Which even to Ga photograph. Gatekeepers even have like the complete flat roll. Yeah. I guess like the real the real flat roll. There's only there's, there's the a few, only yeah, few of yeah. them. Yeah, Thunder Eagle, Thunder Eagle, Thunderbird, and. Thunderbird, X-Flight, um, Wuji Sunax has one. Parrot Coaster. Parrot Coaster has one. Those are the four I've done. F does Phoenix have? No, Phoenix yeah, doesn't. Yeah, Phoenix doesn't even have a, it, yeah. It's just a 0G roll. And Banshee. So, Banshee has it. Right. <laughs> could, could, yeah, literally. I Inverted think, Wing Coaster. Inverted Wing Coaster, for real. Um, but yeah, overall, really, really good. Um, way better than I expected. Completely slept on. I don't yeah. know why no one talks about that ride. It's like Gatekeeper, Thunderbird, and... Uh, Wild Eagle clock everywhere all the time. Yeah. Like, honestly, X Flight needs to be in that conversation. I mean, Cedar Point people talk a lot of shit about Gatekeeper, and I'm like, you guys will gas. Cedar Point enthusiasts will gas up like the goofiest things, but they'll talk crap about Gatekeeper. I'm like, Gatekeeper is lit. I love Gatekeeper. Like, 
we love Gatekeeper. It's yeah, I mean, one of our favorite rides well, in Ohio. Do we sound like old people being like, wow, we love Winkos? I don't know, because I think what I like about Winkos so much is that when you have a product line, the B&M Flyer is guilty of this, the B&M Invert is very guilty of this, the Florida's is even guiltier of this, is they all run together. It's always the same show. It's always the same element, 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 right? Which, I mean, I love my B&Ms, but the Winkos, there is a new product, and we've written like seven or eight of these, and they're always different. They all feel they like They have like similar elements once yeah. in a while, but there's not one where I'm like, wow, it just feels like the other one. Every yeah. time I'm like, wow, great, now I don't know where to rank this because this is really great. This yeah, with unique, the exception of like literal unique. clones, there's like two... There's two that are cloned, which is... It's there, only a China two thing. two Happy Valleys yeah. in China that have Two clones. Happy Valleys and then the Hot Go wing coaster that was actually Yeah, cloned. one is abandoned and one, one is, is abandoned, open and, and then the clone is the one that's open, the one at HB World. So yeah, X-Fly, don't sleep on it. Make it a priority. Wait for it right in the back. I mean, yeah. obviously, I think Winko is the best in the back because you get to enjoy yeah. the wings in front of you doing all the things. It's, you know? a, like, it's, it's a feast so for the eyes. Um, but yeah, definitely a really big fan of X-Flight. And it runs, for me, probably. it runs great. It ran... I remember when I wrote it in 2012, it was still... Obviously, it was brand new. Um, it, it's so much better than I remember. I don't remember the forceness of, it was of the really Helix. Forceful. I don't remember the really snappiness forceful. coming out of the Immelman in the back seat. Like, this ride has aged beautifully. Like... It is has toughened up and just hauls. Like, I couldn't believe how good it felt to ride I think this X-Flight thing. is the thing we wrote the most. We wrote it five times in two days. And maybe maybe that in Raging Bull and Viper, I guess. Yeah, Those Viper, three, technically, but, we wrote the most with eight yeah, rides. Yeah, true. But, but yeah, anyway, what the I'm ride, trying to say is X-Flight like, is the ride that we stood in line for the most times. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to say is that X-Flight is... I mean, I'm looking at the fridge magnet here because we like it so much. It's yeah. one of those rides that you have expectations... And no one ever talks about it. So when you get there, you're like, okay, you know, I'm excited to ride it, but whatever. And it really, it, it stuck with me. It's one of those rides where, like, I think, when I think of that park, I think X-Flight is one of the first things to think about. Totally. So, um, don't sleep on it. Go ride it. If you're there, don't skip it. Um, an expectation we had, actually not really, was... Uh, for <laughs> we, Demon to for be Demon to be open. <laughs> oh, really? I, I mean, it was closed. We knew that it wouldn't before, be open. So. It was. It had been closed. Um, I wrote okay, the Demon in 2012. Time. It's wonderful. We loved the one in Santa Clara. This ride's a gem. We'll have to come back and ride it because this demon runs shockwave trains, shockwave trains which so is the bigger the Aero Mega Looper trains. Mega Looper trains. Um, this park loves this ride, even though the ride wasn't open. You can tell that this park loves the ride. It is like one of their cultural reverence type attractions. When you walk through the midway that goes under the brake run, it plays the demon song from which 1980. Which really looks like you're going backstage. It's kind of ghetto. It is. I love it. I. I'm I glad you do. Well. Screw you. <laughs> you liked it, too. It was just funny. It was funny, but after a couple of times walking there, you're like, why? You're like, it's I'm kind like, of wow, wild. I'm like, wow, this has been around forever. Why is this a little... Yeah, it maybe why looks, it looks a little... Temporary? Yeah, like the asphalt. It, it, it definitely still feels like it was a service road that they repaved, and now it's a major artery for the park. Um, but yeah, great ride. Obviously, the fact that this park has so many amazing coasters and this classic arrow looper, like... The lineup for this, like, like for us, the lineup for this park is like, it mind blowing. It's it's so incredible. Um, well, yeah, what we, what we said, and uh, I guess we might as well say it now before we move on to the next ride, is that this park, it's one of those parks where their headliners they kind of blend in on the global stage. They're not really like none of their rides really spark interest, except for maybe uh, Max maybe Force. Goliath and Max Force, yeah, really like their yeah. their latest big big boy rides. But on the you know back in the day, Raging Bull was too. Don't get me wrong, but I think the biggest thing about this park is that, on average, every ride scores pretty high. It's one of those parks where, okay, yeah, it may not have, like, an incredible top three, 
but everything on you know the B list artists or the B list rides, they're all really yeah. good too. Like if if you go down like the top ten rides for me, when you get to ride number strong. eleven, you're still yeah. looking at a strong ride. That's why we needed. And two then there's parks like Cedar Point where like yeah, the top five is really great, but God, when we get to ride number ten on that it list, falls off. Oh yeah. my God, I can't give a flying shit about yeah. those rides. Yeah. Like it's not they're not that many great rides there. They get a really strong top, and everyone always like to focus on the top. But yeah, I think overall, I like to appreciate a lineup that's just strong all the way through, yeah. even if it means that they're not top heavy. The overall, they are just really good. The substance of the overall coaster collection for Six Flags Great America is like virtually unmatched. It's it's really it's, strong. It's comparable to like I like I think Hershey Park is in a, is one of those parks where like their top ten coasters. Yeah, it's one of those parks where if it's really busy and you only get a chance to do five rides and you're uneducated, you still got on five good rides. Right. You know, yeah. you didn't you didn't end up in wandering in yeah. the lines for shit. It really didn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, um, big fan overall, of course. Southwest Territory is super cool. It's a wonderful slice of what Time Warner uh, was interested in and capable of, even though the area doesn't have like uh, Batman or Looney Tunes, like it's not Warner Brothers. They were really committed to creating concise a concise, complete area. environment that that, and it was something that said like we want to compete with Disney and Universal. We want to tell stories um, with the areas of the park. So that we spent a lot of time in the Southwest Territory. We rode uh, Giant Drop twice. Um, that ride has an amazing queue. I can't believe. Giant Drop is really impressive because of its queue. It's such I a didn't great presence. Oh my gosh! I like, haven't seen a, a drop ride in the U.S. that isn't like a Disney ride that is so dedicated to theming. The whole queue was yeah. like a mine, and then there's switchbacks. There's another mine, and there's more switchbacks, and there's caves, and then you get to the actual loading platform. Really impressive. Great. I mean, every intimate first or sorry second generation drop ride. Uh, they're impressive. Yeah. This is one of those rides where like there's good and bad seats. So if you have a chance, sit in sit in car six. Yeah. They're labeled per we got car. Great. We rode it so twice. Then you face the park. And we got, some, and face, we got like, really good rides on both times. And it was wonderful. Um, so yeah, great, great ride. Um, what really matters is the ride next door to it. Yeah, Raging Bull. Raging Bull. So expectations. expectations. Based on what everyone's been telling me, including uh, the person right across from me, that's you, <laughs> um, is that it was going to be like a pretty mediocre hyper, and there really wasn't much airtime. It was kind of a waste. First of all, my expectations, I don't really, I'm not as airtime-centered. I mean, I love airtime, don't get me wrong, but if it's just airtime, then in my opinion, it's not even a complete ride, because I need something that does a little more than that. Uh-huh. Um, so I was kind of expecting, I had mild expectations. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be, to be, to be slow and trash, but I also wasn't expecting it to, like, blow my mind. Expectation shattered. And in um, my defense, the trim coming up the first airtime hill was so much worse when I wrote it in 2012. Was it, or was it how you remember it? I just remember it like you could it really pulled you back and you could feel where the airtime should be but when we were riding it on this trip we sat in the back and we got the floater air that we hungered for from that when I rode it in 2012 there was no floater air on that we but yeah so reality for the expectation is that um, it's so much better than people give it credit for it and other people I've talked to mention it as um, I think Raging Bull Yes, it is not Mako. It isn't trying to be Mako. This is back in the day when they were still trying to figure out what they what want to do with it. What is a hypercoaster? You know, what is a hypercoaster? Yeah. So back in the day, what is a hypercoaster? You know, there was the whole B&M thing, the hyper twister. Yeah. Um, it comes from it comes from something. The and formula was in the midst of being established because you had Magnum, of course, and then the Morgan hypers followed that formula, but. They added for every Morgan that. hyper that followed a formula, there was another kind of hypercoaster that didn't follow a formula, like Phantom's Revenge, or uh, Steel Phantom, I should say. Steel Phantom, Desperado, Pepsi Max, big one, Iji, uh, Ijimaka, Fujiyama. 
there were there were hyper coasters that were still kind of doing their own thing. Apollo's Chariot, a little more of an out and back formulaic thing, although still fabulous. And then uh, Raging Bull is just feels so wonderfully '90s. It feels so wonderfully early uh, B and M. So yeah, back to my expectation for his reality here is that. I, was expe- I wasn't expecting Mako, and I am really glad right. that I didn't get that, because at the end of the day, what I like the most about this ride is that it changed directions a bunch of times. Yeah, airtime is great, but like just doing an out and back and just having only airtime moments, it's kind of repetitive. What I like is like Goliath the Wallaby Holland. I like there to be elements in there that are not airtime moments. So the great thing about Raging Bull is, is that you have several major airtime hills. There are some snappy airtime in the back, um, and then when you get to the mid-course, after you've changed direction three or four times, there are still several airtime hills after. Like, the, the post-mid-course is quite substantial. And then it finishes with this super classic, very old B&M, giant figure eight. And that's, right. like, low to the ground. You just, like, skid off a drop. That's like some Iron Wolf shit. Yeah, you literally like, <laughs> into a drop, and then you drop straight into this giant figure eight in the, in the infield. And honestly, it was addictingly good. It is, I am obsessed with this figure eight. It's just funny because these B&M, you don't expect to ride a B&M hypercoaster. We've written a bunch at this point. And then to actually have something that's so substantial that no one ever talks about that's actually such an identity of, of the ride, which yeah. is that figure eight for me. So every time I ride that, I get like crazy excited yeah. at the figure eight. I'm like, yeah, we're going around and we're just doing like lateral stuff. And that's kind of why I'm starting to appreciate Goliath and Titan, and Titan more. Yeah. Because, you know, back when I lived next to Magic Mountain, that was my hypercoast. It was like, well, God, I want more airtime. But now you ride a bunch of hypercoasts, you're like, wow, like, I really oh, appreciate kind of, stuff that is more yeah. than just airtime, you know? That's different. Yeah. Um, so Raging Bull uh, definitely checked out. Checked very that box. special. Very good ride. Aged beautifully. That first drop. Yeah, we bought, like, the picture of the us first on the ride. And the whole picture still one of everything. the best first drops around, just like Apollo's Chariot, except this one has the underground tunnel, which is really fabulous. Um, so yeah, that ride, it, even for me, based on my previous rides, I was like, when I wrote it before, I was like, okay, whatever. And then yeah, my expectations uh, were shattered. Everyone's always like, oh, Nitro is so much better. But in my, from my experience, I thought this was way better yeah, than Yeah, dude, Nitro. I've never had a ride on Nitro that was as good as our Raging Bull rides. And we did it on like this six, We rode it like eight yeah. times. Yeah, it was crazy. Actually, what we rode eight times was, uh, was Viper. I think Raging Bull we did six times. But so yeah, yeah we're so definitely on the side of the park Viper, that prefer. This like is the they, side of the park that like there was really some gets crazy us going. Earthquake and like drifts <laughs> came into the middle. Of, Excuse me. Into the middle Sorry. of the park, and <coughs> the Superman Batman side of the park like mysteriously dropped into the earth. But for some reason, everything from Goliath to Max Horse is still there. I'd be completely fine. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> Goliath is on that side of the okay, park. Okay, well, but. for me, that's part of the half moon. But I guess even if Goliath was off it, I'd still be pretty happy. Um, having said that, <laughs> yes, Viper is another one of those rides where my expectations are really low. Um, I come from Bandit. That was my first wooden coaster. Yeah. This is America's Bandit. Well, there are several American Bandits. Well, but. this really, like, so the stand company, which designed this Cyclone clone uh, for Six Flags, Great America would then two years later, or one year later, the following year, design a one that would basically Movie Park Germany, Wonder or, or Wonder Brothers, Brothers Movie World basically wanted a clone of Viper at Six Flags Great America. So the Bandit at Movie Park Germany and Viper at Six Flags Great America are true kindred spirits. They were the only two roller coasters, I believe, designed by this particular set of designers. Um, it was the only roller coaster. Yeah, it was like a full yeah. circle situation. It was, yeah. And it was my first wooden coaster. Little kid, it terrified me. Big boxy trains. To me, that was the biggest ride. Yeah. 
And then yeah, both coasters run three bench trains. I'm a giant Six Flags Magic Mountain Viper fan to the point where I have a Viper tattoo. So I was just excited to ride another ride. It was called yeah. Viper, and then also it was like Bandit. And then in all seriousness, it was a really good ride. Fabulous. It was one of the smoother wooden coasters in the, that I've been on that, that runs the super rewritable the, the three bench PTCs. Um, layout is glorious. It's a lengthy ride. I like that you take a pretty lengthy walkway from within the Southwest Territory. And, then you make and the ride is back there, and it's just so beautifully framed. Yeah, and so like you kind of just walk through through the hills, and you make your way Amazing to this wooden of, coaster. Of Raging Bull and um, Max Force. Theming was decent for a wooden coaster. It was just overall a nice package, and it wasn't uh, busy. I loved all the props that had like the Viper logo on them. We did little glamour shots totally. with your tattoo. Um, I think the funniest thing is that um, everyone that was in the station was really into it. It was one of those rides where yeah. like it felt a lot more cold, classic-y. and people. It were felt a lot more it. like a, like a local legend than I've ever heard anyone talk about it. Fire yeah, was kind of fast to chanting. the side because it was like people were like, you know, Viper, there's other rides Viper, there. Viper. People were really into exactly. It. We were into it too, so we're like, okay, this, this is dope. Like all these locals are over here chanting Viper marathon, and we're like taking it. pictures of it. it, and like people were coming off the ride saying like, we smile for your picture because this ride's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was like really weird how this is the ride that the coast enthusiast obviously doesn't give a whole lot of attention to, and I really was expecting it to ride it once, and like it was whatever. It was also called Viper, but we ended up riding it a lot. It was like a favorite. Really enjoyed it. Smoothly rideable. Um, you know, my little slice of Bandit in the U.S. Really, really liked it. Um, again, one of those rides that I didn't really expect much from, but definitely shined uh, on our trip. What's next? All right, so... Probably got Wizard. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we saved the last two. Oh, God. The best two for last. I mean, the two, the two most important. My favorite uh, coaster for my first visit to Six Flags Great America is the Wizard. Um, I probably oversold it. So yeah, uh, your expectations this kinda, you're were... You're probably sick and tired of my enthusiasm <laughs> all these rides at Six Flags America. Um, at this point, Wizard... hate to say it because I was kind of excited for it. I was really excited for it. I thought it was going to be the RCT dream come true. Um, Wizard was on my bucket list for years. It was honestly the main motivation for the park for a very long time for me. And to be honest, like, I loved it, but I didn't... No, sorry. I liked, liked it, it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, we rode it several times, I think three times total. Yeah. Not even that much, because the other rides just blew me away more. But um, I liked the idea of the ride a lot. But having ridden Revolution so many times, it just felt like a really small Revolution with inline seats that honestly wasn't that long. And though there were some, some intense moments... It just, it wasn't a terrain ride. It wasn't very long. It wasn't very fast. It is a, it's a terrain ride. It's topographically, I mean, it doesn't, it's not like. Well, much of a terrain ride like as any ride in a flatland is. But, but it's not that flat. I mean, it has some terraforming. Okay, a little It bit has a ravine. It's got water and stuff. If we call that a ravine, that's an insult. Or not a ravine. Actual ravines. I guess, yeah. It's not like a ravine. It's, it's a river. It has, it has There's water There is water. Okay, sure. But that's not like landscape and like when you do that that second dirt turn along the ground and okay like when i'm talking landscape like i'm talking revolution landscape i'm talking going up and out a hill yes um okay. it was a fun ride it was a fun ride that's all i'm gonna say i just didn't think it was all that great i would ride it again it's one of those like local you know the one of those rides that really is super great in america it's one of the last that has left so i really appreciate it for that but i guess um i guess i had really high expectations and perhaps they weren't necessarily met that's fair. I mean, for me, it was a little slower than I remember. The thing, it sounds like a little locomotive trugging along when it's on the, the upper elevated turns. But God, it's just so, it is just so precious and so cute and so unique. And it's like the satisfaction that I get from riding it um, is, is pretty much unmatched. 
uh, for most coasters. I just can't get over, like, the cuteness factor. It's just, like, literally darling. It's very cute. It's, it's, the, it's the cutest. Feels like a... Like a... Well, hyped up my train. I'll yeah. Just say that. It really, yeah. I mean, this I mean, was, it's a fun ride. This is, but it's yeah. Just, like, it's, it's, we're talking it's, about expectations versus reality. Yeah. Expectations were really high and yeah. they just didn't necessarily meet them. But uh, anyway, so finally, our, our, the most, the one that I was like really wanted to go to Six Flags for, and I was so worried uh, that it would be down, but we got four rides on it. Um, had a great time riding this ride. Is It's Max Force. So. Obviously, we've ridden a couple of air-powered coasters. We have Dumpa under our belts. Like, what was your expectation for Max Force based on contemporaries like Accelerator, Top Hill Dragster, Dumpa, so Powder Keg? So, Accelerator... I was expecting a launch, obviously, kind of like Dumpa, maybe not quite as fast. And I was expecting a ride experience similar to Full Throttle. Probably because the track colors are so similar and the vibe it gives off is so similar. The location of the park is pretty similar. Um, I kind of felt that this was their full throttle moment. Having said that, like obviously... Their full throttle moment or their... their oh, yeah, full, their full throttle, throttle. Yeah, 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 because, you know, location, yeah. color, type Total, of ride, yeah. everything. Yeah, um, Shattered expectations, again. Yeah. The launch was good. I mean, it wasn't amazing, amazing, but it was it was a really good launch. Like it was Satisfying. I liked it more than Dorodumpa, I think, because Dorodumpa's launch... I was expecting more from because you know the yeah. records, but it's a I better didn't have ride than expectation Dota of that launch. Handily, but what really surprised me is how massive the ride is. It is like the size of Raging Bull, not quite as long because it doesn't do a yeah. bunch of stuff. But it is a really, really it's big, a ride. big ride. In my head, I was expecting a much smaller ride. I was it's, expecting it's like a hypercoaster. A, yeah, I was expecting a full throttle kind of ride, but this ride really shoots you across the park. I mean, park. in fairness, full throttle is quite big. It's probably I, we don't think about it as much as I think other people think about yeah, because. It. Full Throttle's, you Full know, Throttle's got the one tall, tall part, you know, it's got the loop slash top hat thing. This thing but, is a much um, larger... Yeah, so Max Force has two really large structures. The first one being the butterfly loop that's like two inversions, pretty yeah. much. And then it has the super high speed in, inline twist slash hardline roll. Which admittedly, after enjoying the Mosasaurus roll on Velocicoaster... The barrel roll is, is is not as exciting or terrifying as it could have been, but... So the main difference on, on Velocicoaster versus Max Force with the roll is that Max Force's roll is that completely inline, yeah. hardlined. It is so smooth. It really smooth. keeps you in your seat. I guess it's so part of the layout. The ride just so... gently rotates around you. Yeah, and even though you go really fast, and is I think still the fastest inversion in the world... Yeah. It's really, really smooth. Yeah. But as where Velocicoaster Velocicoaster is, is like kicks you out of your seat when you're upside down. Like the speed that you're in and like then a blue like fire how roll. to decide like how stretched out the element is right. on Velocicoaster, that is a lot more like it actually kind of deposits you into the water almost. Um, and then there's the um, the final element, which is a, God, how do you describe it? It's almost like a three-quarter roll and then you roll yeah. back so it's still two inversions it reminds me a little bit of a lagoon roll I would have enjoyed it if it was a completely continuous roll but that's because I used like the look of that um, and then it slows down the ride's not very long but the fact that it does five inversions some directional changes and one of the fastest launches in the world all with ultimate comfort these trains are incredibly comfortable great ride I think it's uh, it's really one of those global stage kind of coasters that Maybe due to the pandemic, not a whole lot of people have been giving it enough of a chance or time. Yeah. Um, but I think along with Goliath, um, those two rides really deserve a global stage of yeah. what, what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is a fair fight against Cedar Point, 
Will I do I like it better than Maverick? I'm not sure, but it's a close call. Yeah. Is it better than Topsfield Draxton? Absolutely. Definitely. No competition. Yeah. Max Force is so no much contest. better. Even people riding with were like, yeah. wow, it's so much better than It's than hard Topsfield not to Draxton. compare this park to Cedar Point. And honestly, especially because of proximity. Our two days at this park were better than any days that we've had at Cedar Point in the last couple of years. So, like. And we like Cedar Point. And we love Cedar people Point. People think we're really shit on it, yeah. but I think people, Cedar Point is so. Incredibly hyped up. I'm not so afraid to be like, well, I've had that overrated that it's like, even though we like it, we're like, you guys, like, you, you need to, the expectation and the reputation are just not matching up with Cedar Point right now, and it hasn't for the last couple of years. Even in 2019, it wasn't quite there. Um, my first thing, the first thing I thought when we rode Goliath was like, I like this better than Steel Vengeance. This is a better ride for me than a ride like Steel Vengeance. And I felt that way with a lot of rides that we rode at Six Flags Great America. I'm like, okay, I like this a little better than, like, the version that's, the, like, the, the Cedar Point, like, counterpart of this ride. Obviously, there's not a lot of, like, not everything is, like, an even tit-for-tat comparison, but um, even though Cedar Point is larger and technically more polished and, like, we'd be lying if we said that our Cedar Point visits in the last few years were better than, than this two-day visit to Six Flags Great America. I will say, six, yeah, Cedar Point is more polished, but I think Cedar Great America's overall ride lineup, if I had to choose, like, wow, what could I visit every day for the rest of my life is really extreme, but I would probably pick Great America because I think the, the amount of rides that I really enjoy versus the amount of rides that I really enjoy at Cedar Point, I, I enjoy almost every ride at Great America also, it's, more than Six Flags Great America feels so much more Point. relaxed. It's amazing. You just waltz right on the Max Force, wait 15 minutes for we Max Force. We were lucky, Force. though, because that park does get really busy. Their annual yeah. attendance for how shortly they're open is 3.1 million. But it's just crazy. You, can, you can't get on Steel Vengeance without waiting, like, two and a half hours. Like, Cedar Point, it, like, it's so... The, the, the rides that people care about at Cedar Point, it's so stacked... That way, like, everybody goes to, like... Well, yeah, because, yeah, you'll have a two-and-a-half-hour wait for Steel Vengeance, but then, like, Cedar Creek, Mine Train, Iron Dragon... Yeah, there's a bunch River of rides that are, walk that are all walk-ons because people don't care about them because... But at least like, you get America, every ride is it's a little very more balanced. About. Yeah. yeah. So, perfect balance, great amount of rides, even though there's, so there's much character. some clones... Lots of character. I mean, it can definitely use a, couple, a bit of cleaning up. There's it's, some paint. And it's very Six Flags, you know. Yeah. In a way, they're still you're like, wow, this is definitely ran by Six Flags because half, half the buildings can really use a little bit of TLC. But overall, when we're talking ride lineups, um, really, really enjoyed the park. Definitely look forward to returning. And like next year, if we're gonna ask myself, hey, are we doing a quick two-day trip to Cedar Point? Or are we doing a quick two-day trip to Great America? <laughs> probably I'll go probably back to Great, Great America. America. I can't wait to see what Great America does next. I mean. They have had a really strong decade. Extreme spinner, please. They've had between when you count when you consider X Flight, Goliath, Joker, and Max Force being like the coasters of their 2010s. Like that's that's pretty strong. That's better than any Six Flags's any Six Flags Parks 2010, and right up there with like what Carowinds got. It's impressive they got X Flight, Goliath, and. Max Force, all within a couple of years. That's pretty good. And, cool. the, and, and Joker. Like, and Joker. Yeah. And, the, and the Dark Ride. Yeah. Pretty major Dark Ride. Yeah. So, um, and the world's tallest Larson loop. And the world's largest, <laughs> tallest raft water slide. Whatever yeah. They oh, my God. Their water slide. The Tsunami Surge. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, looks incredible. We, we didn't do the water park thing, but, man, uh, it really looks lovely next to Max Force. I mean, yeah, these funny. rides it's are like, like two really power powerful couple. big rides. They have right a fabulous there. presence. Overall, if I had to kind of bring up California's Great America real quick to round up this uh, this yeah. podcast episode because we're kind of over time already. Right. Um, California's Great America, their coastal lineup is, is, is nothing compared to Six Flags Great America. Right. California's Great America, however, is much more polished. 
um, by really just hanging around the park, atmosphere wise. Yeah. Um, I prefer California's Good America. Secrets Good America has an incredible ride lineup. I I can get tired of the rides, and so if I had to pick, you know, obviously based on 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 attractions, it would be an obvious Secrets yeah. Good America choice. Both have their strength. It's just really fun to see mm-hmm. which direction one park went in, right. and, and and their historical struggles and their their triumphs, and right. the same for the other park. And so um, that was really really great about that trip. Um, so I look forward to going back to both parks again, yeah. and kind of you know having both in my yeah. Uh, in my I'm mind curious to see the future of, of like what the future holds for California's Great America. I hope they keep. There's still some areas of the park that could use some fleshing out. It's so great that they finally got the water park expansion that they deserved. Um, I'm curious the big plot between like the food court and Railblazer. Uh, I you know there's all there's there's still lots of potential for California's Great America. Um, Whereas with Six Flags Great America, it feels like it's they it, it is packed, and it, there's just no telling like, what their next thing is. Another thing that's really fun about that park is going there and seeing how tightly packed everything is. It's like, wow, how, how the hell did they yeah. put V2 in here? Or, yeah. Wow, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah Batman. The ba- so yeah, the Yankee Harbor, like the Batman Joker V2. And then you see X-Flight, and it's like, wow, they really went X-Flight onto the midway, but also yeah, the Helix, like between amazing. the corsairs of Demon. Like, it's really, really impressive. And, or like Goliath. I, I can't believe they fit Goliath into that incredibly narrow... Plot. I mean, this this they work miracles at this park. It's really amazing. Um, yeah, we had a great time. Uh, we really look forward to revisiting again. We're gonna have we have the the Six Flags Parks ranked article uh, right now. You can see where Six Flags Great America ranked for us among the uh, fifteen. And then there's a more detailed park. and then we have yeah of our visit to Six Flags Great America live on the coastergames.com. Pictures and analysis. yeah, check out the pictures. Kind of you know enjoy enjoy some of our photography. And, of course, into our upcoming episodes. We'll be hopefully live recording next week or in two weeks, depending on when this launches with Sven in Belgium. And then we look forward to covering all those parks. Okay, dokie. All right. You have a great day. Bye. Bye.